<laughs> Welcome to the Digital Social Hour, guys. I'm your host, Sean Kelly, along with my co-host, Ari Gold. What's going on, everybody? And our guest today, Alex Morton. What's up? What's up? How are we doing? Man. I'm good, man. I'm good. You're Eating new to Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. You're brand new, right? Uh, eight months. Okay. We're rarely here, though, so I yeah. guess you could say brand new. All right. We're just doing tax evasion shit. That's right. <laughs> no state income tax. Gang. Didn't you have that in Miami, though? We did, but Miami got so congested. We were there when the COVID first hit. Right. And it's like, you know, I'm like, damn, we're paying like 20, almost 30 grand a month at Porsche Tower. Mm. So I'm like, we can't even like go outside much. So let's move. So we went to Beverly Hills for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Wasn't much better. Mm. You know, LA is nope. like whack now. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, mom and dad live in Vegas. No state income tax. Let's go to Vegas. LA's just become terrifying. I haven't been back in a while. I, I have a place in Hollywood that I dread going to. Like, yeah. only time I go is if I have a meeting, then I'm just like, I'm not paying $800 for, a, you know, a fucking hotel. Nah, people there have lost their mind completely. Yeah. Yeah. It's not safe. Uh, give people a summary on what you've done for those that don't know you. Oh, wow. Um, well, I was born <laughs> in uh, Houston, Texas in 1989. Um, Middle class mom and dad growing up. Grew up in Columbus, Ohio. And just like, like a lot of young entrepreneurs or, you know, young people in general, I just wanted to, I wanted to get rich, mm. you know, growing up in Ohio, it was like rich people, us and like the poor people. Mm-hmm. And I always had this like fascination of, you know, why, why does this family get to take, you know, 10 vacations a year and right. they get to drive a Range Rover to school. Right. And, and then why does this family, it's like struggle, 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 struggle. I'm like, what's the difference? So mm. I've always kind of been into like. Why is this family rich and why is this family poor? So I made a young decision at a young age. I said, man, when I grow up, I'm going to find out how the wealthy people got wealthy and I'm going to freaking do what it is they do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of had this like crazy little desire in me at a very young age. And then, um, you know, at 18, I left I left high school. I went to Arizona State University and um, I remember being in high school like, dude, these teachers are teaching me a bunch of random stuff. Right. Algebra three and, you know, American history and world history. All this. I'm like, bro, I, I, no one's telling me about goals. Mm. No one's talking about taxes. No one's talking about financial literacy. You know, I thank God I had mom and dad that did well in the insurance business. So I got a little bit of that Tony Robbins here and there, that Jim Rohn here and there. But I said, I'm going to leave this small town. I'm going to go to the West Coast. I went to Arizona State. Uh, I got started in real estate at 18. And then I fell into, uh, you know, social network marketing at 21 and there's a lot lot in there we're going to get into but you know the rest is uh really history i think it started with a big desire i thought the system was completely bs Mm. you know i talk a lot about breaking out of the matrix now and that's like my thing like at 33 i'm like i want to help as many people as possible like break free mentally and like learn like what's true what's false unpackage the lies so they can go out there and live a more fulfilling, Stop better, better life. Back. Right, right. So you believe we're in the matrix right now? Yeah, to some degree. I mean, I don't think it's Keanu Reeves style like <laughs> the movie, but I mean, you, you walk around Vegas or LA or Miami, all these places that I've you know lived. I've been in seventy six countries around the world. Mm. Most people are, I don't want to say sheep, but they're zombies. Mm. They don't know what they're doing. They're going to work. Why are you going to work? I don't know. Why are you going to school? I don't know. Everyone's doing it. Comfortable. Mm. They're set in their ways. What are you gonna do when you graduate? I don't know. Go get a job. Okay. You know, it's just it's just this premeditated nonsense programming. And that's mm-hmm. why at age 65 years old, okay, 96% of people in Vegas, in Barcelona, Spain, in Dubai, in Lagos, Nigeria, 96% of people are either dead or broke. Whoa. Four percent are financially free, one percent are wealthy. 
So let's find out what the one percent do. Oh, I gotta know where you got that statistic. That's a real number. Strangest secret. That's insane. And it's definitely been, and now now you listen to Mark Cuban, Robert Kiyosaki, you know the Grant Cardones of the world. Now it's like the middle class ain't even there anymore. Like they're creating this two class system where. No, I see that 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 I definitely believe, and I think that when you see the the price of of not just what your dollar can get you, but what you're getting for the dollar, and what everybody's trying to tell you with you know prices and rates and. <laughs> It's all bullshit. I think at the end of the day, when you look at the the lower in class, the, the lower income class, and you look at the upper class, there's definitely been a segmented line where either houses are getting much bigger right. or they're getting much more segregated and smaller and put into cookie cutter boxes and fitting as many people in there as they can. Right. And people are either downsizing and living that life so that they can go paycheck to paycheck easier, or they're stepping it up and, you know, making more of yeah. it. And it mm. makes me mad. Um, it makes me mad that we're taught, you know, you have to come from a certain family to go out there and become successful. You have to look a certain way, certain skin color, race, religion, all this stuff. But when you break down success and the laws of the universe, you know, I was mentored by Bob Proctor for 13 years. R.I.P. Big Bob. You know, to me, the best teacher ever. Right. Mm. I just I just I just love the guy and I still feel his presence all the time in his spirit. And I just through his study and him helping me unpack how I was able to, you know, earn my first million at 24 and then go do that a lot more times and help a lot of people do it. You get down to the point where we are spiritual beings living in a physical body, right? And our emotions dictate our reality. And no matter what our test scores were in high school or the college we went to, Irrelevant. we can't, anybody listening to this show can go out there and create the life of their dreams. Mm. That's what I believe, and that's what I preach. I'm going to Europe in uh, three weeks. We're doing 10 events in 10 countries in 26 days. Wow. And we're helping people break free. What do you think the number one thing stopping people is, uh, other than the premeditated lies that have already been programmed yeah. in us from the mm. start? Well, I think those lies in the programming get into this, you know, this thing called the paradigm, where mm. the paradigm is a multitude of habits that dictates you know, what we eat, what we wear, what we listen to, how we talk, how we walk, how we think. And that's what collectively holds people back. That's why they have all this, this stuff in their mind. And then like you, you may present them with an unbelievable, you know, crypto opportunity or, you know, this coin or this arbitrage or something. And all of a sudden their, their, their subconscious mind says, can't be real. Mm. Get rich quick thing. Right. You're not like those guys. You can't, you can't, you can't have the money like Ari Gold. You can't have a, a company like Sean. You can't do what Alex has done because you're you're different than them. So I believe it all comes down to our mentality and our mindset. Mm -hmm. And through me studying the Mark Wahlbergs, the Kevin Hart's, the the Diddies, I love to study people in every genre of of life that have made a big you know, a big splash, right? Mm -hmm. Not just, you know, me and business and network marketing entrepreneurship, but when you study successful actors, musicians, serial entrepreneurs, you know, tech startup guys, they, you, you break it down. It's always the same thing. It's always the same fundamentals. Talk mm -hmm. us through that. Talk us through how you, I, I like the the great reference you use of Mark Wahlberg because they're opening up another Wahlbergers out yep. here. The guy has expanded a multitude of franchises. You wouldn't even know he's an investor in so many different businesses. Talk us through how you would take somebody like Mark Wahlberg and dissect them. What what? Talk us through the yeah. steps of what you learned from them. Well, the first thing I do is I look at I look at habits. Okay. Um, and I love to look at people that were not gifted a five million dollar 
or a ten million dollar trust fund. Nothing, nothing, nothing against that. It's all good. But I like to look at people, the struggle. you know, like me. Like I came. You want to see good, the struggle? Yeah. Like I came from a place. My parents paid for college, but that was about it. You know, when I got my first company, um, it was called Vima back in the day. I took my real estate commission check. Vima, that's what it was. I, I kept, I kept thinking Verve in my head. I'm like, all young people or? know. They remember that. Yeah, Vima. Verve, you know, the energy drinks and the young people yeah. doing all that. That's when we first, I mean, that was when we first ran into each other. Yeah. Way, way back in the day. This is like 10 years ago, maybe. Long time, dude. This is, Long time. This is yeah. I, listen, <laughs> in the early days of network marketing, there were few and far between when it comes to guys under the age of 30 pushing quality products or at least pushing something right. that could change your life i'll never forget uh walked into a room somewhere in like long beach california and you were on stage talking about how you just got like a brand new bmw uh -huh. or a brand new some brand new car and i'm like who the fuck is this kid <laughs> who is this guy with this shiny ass smile just like glowing on stage and i pulled you aside and we started having a conversation and i just remember thinking this is years ago i remember thinking I don't know what he's going to be doing with this company, but I'll tell you, in a couple of years, that kid's going to be somewhere different. I appreciate that. No, I mean, it, it's energy. And I 100% I believe what you're saying because some people, when you come into contact with them and you make that initial eye-to-eye -eye contact, or you make that handshake and you feel that energy, yep. it doesn't. people keep thinking, it's like, what are your first words, impressions? It has nothing to do with it. You connect with somebody, you look them in the eye, you get a great handshake, and it's like, fuck. Let's go get a drink. I want yeah. to get to know you. I don't know. Yeah. What, you didn't say a fucking word to me. I haven't heard anything. Let's let's just chat. And I feel like people need to start relying more on those organic feelings internally instead of thinking more about who is this person? What do they do? What's their net worth? What can they provide for me? What can I do for them? It's too inorganic. And I, I don't think that enough relationships are built off quality connections like that enough. Yeah, you know? it's, our, it's our intuition. It's one of the for higher sure. mental faculties. You know, it's like... You can feel, like you said, you can meet someone, and, you, and I can tell whether they're a good guy or a bad guy, or they have malice, they have evil within them. Or you can sure. meet someone and be like, yo, they got great energy. Like, they're what they're saying out of their mouth, they believe it to be true. Right. And especially in today's world with social media and, you know, the YouTube and the Instagram and the TikTok, there's so a lot of facades, fake gurus. Yeah. yeah. You know, let me teach you how, to, how I made 100 grand, selling people how to make 100 grand, all this BS, <laughs> right? So, you're right, man. Intuition and, and energy is everything, but... You know, going back to what you asked about, you know, Wahlberg or Kevin Hart, I look at their, I look at their habits, right? I like to look at who they were before success, mm -hmm. and then you just reverse engineer. Yeah, I remember meeting Gary Vee for the first time. My God, I don't know, eight, ten years ago, before he was, he was at. We actually shared the same stage before Gary Vee became Gary Vee. Mm. It was crazy. I hear this. I think our CEO paid him like close to nothing to come speak, and now I just did an event in Miami. And we, re we reached out to his people. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, 400 grand to come speak out of state, out of New York? That's insane. We didn't do it. But I my point it. is, and I remember talking to him backstage, man. And he always, he always he told me a lot of things. But he said, if you want to get wealthy, go somewhere that's going to be trending and popular and, and really amazing down the road. Get there before everybody else does and wave the flag. Mm. Um, and I think that's something that all these listeners can do is like, you know, you're sitting there, it's 2023, you know, shit's hitting the fan to say the least and the governments and the polit you know, politicians in the world right now. You're, you're hungry. You're listening to this show. Like, I want to do what these guys are doing. I want to make money. I want to travel the world. I want to do cool stuff. Right. Think about what's going to be trending, not tomorrow. What's going to be trending? What's going to be happening in six months, 12 months, 24 months? 
you know, in 2016 in network marketing, I was one of the first people to kind of leave the products, the energy drinks, the supplements, the protein shakes, the, you know, the coffee and the tea and go into financial literacy. Mm -hmm. And everybody told me I was crazy, nuts. Your career's going to be over. You're joining some basically startup company with some nobody from Vegas slash New York. It's not going to work. And that's been, this has been the biggest, you know, grand slam home run Super Bowl of my entire career. Mm. So I think sometimes you got to not listen to everybody else's opinion. And like you said, focus internally, focus in your intuition, right? right. Because energy, you can feel it, man. And, and you can feel where the world is going, where attention is going. Uh, and if you can get there with everybody else, you can definitely have a lot of success right. in, in whatever you want. I so felt you, that shit to the core. You've had massive success with network marketing. And you've made tens of millions off it. Why do you think that space gets a lot of hate? It, it gets a lot of hate. Um, <laughs> I was okay. Number a lot of reasons to be honest, and I can laugh at this because I'm like you know the number one under thirty five, like you know ever, very respectfully and humbly. But it's just it is what it is, right? People do it wrong. They mm -hmm. go out there and they tell you, "Hey man, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be a millionaire in ninety mm -hmm. days," and it's like, no, you're not. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I think people market it wrong. Um, false expectations. And they tell people, you know, go just talk to two people a day. Go talk to two people a day. And, you know, two turns into four. Four will turn into eight. Eight into 16. 32. 64. And it's like, dude, if I if I go back in 2011 when I started in network marketing, when there was no young people, it wasn't sexy, it wasn't hype, it wasn't cool, I was doing four meetings a day. Mm -hmm. Every single day. Getting told no after no, after no, after no, after no. My first presentation, I'm in Arizona State, and I call up 50 of my friends. I'm like, yo, 7 o'clock tomorrow night, be in my house. We're all going to get rich. You got to be there. <laughs> 25 out of 50 tell me they're going to show up. 7 o'clock rolls around, 10 people show up in my front door. Mm -hmm. Out of the 10 people, I'm doing my presentation, 6 out of the 10 get up during my presentation and walk out the damn door. Mm-hmm. Okay. A couple said you're going to jail. It's a pyramid thing. Oh, you know, whatever, right? Four stay throughout the whole presentation. Out of the four, two say no. Two say maybe. One size one signs up. The other one does. So one person enrolled. And mm -hmm. we turn, you know, one guy and me basically at ASU into ninety-six thousand people over the next um you know, four and a half years. So my point is like people go out there and they promote it wrong. They market it wrong. False expectations. And there's a lot of also crap companies. Mm. People want, you know, you can, we can launch an MLM tonight in our basement. Right. We can have the RE gold coin <laughs> and tell people 400% in 30 days and start a company and, you know, and then, and then, you know, poop hits the fan. It's just, it's tough, you know? Right. So, and it makes people like me and people I work with, it's a lot more difficult now because so many people have been, blindsided and you know not a good experience in network marketing and i get it you know i'm not out there saying mlm's perfect dude it's not perfect do i believe it's the best overall balance opportunity for people around the world sure i believe that of course i believe that but dude there's there's a lot of positives and there's a lot of negatives i think network marketing you get the best of people and you get the worst of people no doubt about it agreed do you believe in fake it till you make it Ooh. i saw you post about this yeah um, fake it till you make it. I, I kind of switch that and I go into act as if. So I think there's a difference mm -hmm. because I look back when I was 21, I'm paying 550 a month rent at ASU and I get a hold of, uh, you know, mentors and they're telling me fake it till you make it. 
you know, act as if blah, blah, blah. I, when, when I tell people I, I felt like a millionaire when I was broke, I, I did. And it, I wasn't being fake, but I was living from the end in mind. Like I had my, I had the idea. I wrote down on a piece of paper at 21. I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm a millionaire before my 25th birthday. True story. Hmm. Right. And I was living as that person. I, I would, I would walk, I would be in parties and I would enter, someone would say, hey, my name's Sarah. I would say, hi, my name's Millionaire, you know? <laughs> and I'm telling you because I believed it to my core. Mm-hmm. And when we met, wherever we met Long Beach, dude, I, I wasn't a millionaire in my first company. I made a million bucks in my first company, but I didn't have a million dollars in my first company. Right. But I felt it, I breathed it, I slept it, I ate it. Like, that That was it. So I think there's a difference between, you know, faking it till you make it and acting as if. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go out there and you rent a... Uris and you rent this house and you're telling people mm. you bought the car Preach it. Preach and you it. bought the house Ugh. and you rent models for a rented boat dude you're full of, you're full of you're full of it man right. but you can be you know before your jersey company at some point subconsciously you had to believe you were going to build an empire oh yeah yeah absolutely oh yeah absolutely um from so day I, one i knew from that's what i'm saying it's a it's a knowing so i when i think you meet someone that really built it with their hands and they say i felt as if i was already there i think there's a big difference between you know some punk kids out there in miami bsing faking mm-hmm. it till you make it <laughs> and somebody you know like you or me or whoever that's really acting as if in, in beginning with the end i can only laugh because out of the years that we've been around in the space there's so many different imitators and so many different people that try to cut copy paste and do that whole but again it all comes back to energy like you can do great on on the online thing you can you can paint a great image and a great portrayal of yourself but when people meet you in person most people get a sense of i don't know about this cat like i i I, and every time thank god i've listened to my intuition because when i encounter people like that if I ever just get that kind of, mm, mm, I might have indigestion right now. I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter, like, if I'm right or wrong. I just follow the feeling. It, and it's nothing against the person. It's just if you give me a weird vibe or any type of, you know, feeling that doesn't yeah. feel organic or, like, force, like, you're trying to achieve something. Yeah. I want it. I want it. Bro, I, I won't. Uh, I won't entertain it. It's just not, it's not worth my time and it, it doesn't feel like something that's valuable for me to do. So nowadays it's really become a thing of like, I'm sure for you, conserving your energy Absolutely. for people at work. protecting your energy, and, yeah. And right now, I feel like, especially nowadays with all this, you know, fake shit going oh online, gosh. for guys like you, it's so important to protect that image and that brand integrity. So my most important question is, how have you seen the um, the basically how have you protected your image in a sense where your brand integrity has never been questioned? Yeah, it's never faltered. It's never gone through that. Uh, he's questionable. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've been the you know the work ethic guy, um, the positive attitude guy. You know, I went through a lot of I went through hell um, when my I first remember. company shut down. I left about. 10 days before it shut down and I didn't know the, the old CEO BK and I joke about it now. Cause he's like, you know, people really think you knew that we were going to get shut down. And it's like, dude, there's no way in hell. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to tell me they want to kill me. Right. So, um, when that happened, man, I, I never felt hate in my life. Like I felt for that six to 12 months. Mm. 
you know, you're the reason why it shut down. There's 300,000 people that don't have a quote job now because of you. You know, somebody tweeted at me, I hope you die in a, in a car crash with your family. Peace. And I went through some tough times, man. Anxiety attacks. You know, I don't know if I was depressed, but I mean, it was just fuck. It was brutal, man. Mm. Um, so for me, I've always just, you know, keep the brand the way it is. I just always kept it real. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I've gotten a lot of like, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm hated over here and I'm loved over here in my space because I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes I may, I, I've in my past, I've made other leaders look bad because I'm the one doing, you know, I was touring nonstop around the world from pushing a private propeller plane out of a barn in Paraguay to doing home meetings in Beverly Hills. Like I've done Lagos, Nigeria, South Africa, uh, Ecuador, Peru. I mean, I've been all over the planet and I think a lot of people are just like, oh man, like screw that guy, screw that kid because they're over here trying to lead a team, but their people are watching my videos. Right. They're like, this Alex guy's nuts, man. Like he's over there just doing it over and over and over and over and over again. So for me, the reason why I've had a sustained career since 2011 and I've just, you know, won at a high level, obviously the grace of God, but you know, people just know with me, you know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I pride myself on being the same person in front of 5 million people on a podcast or, you know, chopping it up one-on-one with my cousins, you know, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, hanging out playing FIFA. Right. You know, and I think a lot of people, I don't know, I feel like people have like masks. Oh, yeah. Um, and I just, I just, I just keep it real. And I think a lot of that, honestly, because the people that I, I look at as mentors now since Bob passed away, you know, Ed Milet. Grant Cardone, um, Rob Deerdick, some of these people, mm-hmm. I feel like they're who they say they are. And mm-hmm. I've been with, um, you know, these people behind closed doors. Dude, they're just normal, normal guys. And You I, dropped I, a random name in there I was not going to see coming. Rob Deerdick. Yeah. Go back. I, he spoke, beast. I know he's a he beast. He spoke at my I, event in Miami. We connected. Um, his wife was in network marketing for a while. Mm-hmm. We met at a blackjack table, 2013, 14, and... Just kind of built, you know, just a, a relationship, friendship. Mm-hmm. He's a busy guy. We don't talk all the time, but of course, you know, he'll 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 text me back, and he's just an, he's just a stud. And I, when I say stud, you know, now being thirty three, married, and all that, when I look at someone to model myself after, they got to have everything. Yeah, there's plenty of people out there with a hundred million dollars, and they got to take depression medication in the morning because mm. they're unhappy. Mm-hmm. And I've gone through enough, you know, made two million. You know, lost it all. You did bad. You know, lost three hundred grand in this crypto deal. Made money here. I mean, I, I've done the whole ups and downs deal now for thirteen years as an entrepreneur, to where I now feel like happiness really is that that golden ticket, that golden key. Money is very important. I talk a lot about money because you need money to be happy. I believe that. Mm. People, money's not gonna make you happy. Well, it's like okay, dude, it's being broken to make you happy. <laughs> However, it it's got to be health. It's got to be money. It's got to be the balance. relationship, it's husband, a father. It's a fine balance. You bro. gotta, you know, to me, you gotta have it all, man. I know a lot of people, you know, throw shade at some of these names that I that I mentioned, but to me, they have it all, and that's who I choose to kind of emulate after. Yeah, man, hundred yeah. percent. One thing you're very well versed is is human psychology because you were mentored by Bob Proctor. Uh, one one statement I saw you made online was you believe most humans are negative and pessimistic. Is that true? You still believe in that? The average person walking around Las Vegas, I would say, is probably negative and, uh, <laughs> and pessimistic. Um, in our circles, in our rooms, there's a lot more optimism mm-hmm. about the future, about the present. But the a- the average guy and girl walking around town, man, I would say they're I would say they're negative because they're, they're beat down at their job, they're beat down at home. 
inflation's up, you know, the kids are screaming, they're fighting over the mortgage payment and the bills. Life's just not, life's Most not a Most people are not out here winning heavy. Most That's people are not out here getting heavy wins every day. They're going mm-hmm. to nine to fives. They're getting beat up. They're don't, going in the same fucking constant motions, repetitive after the same, bro, waking up, kids crying, like you said, going to work and then coming back home, dealing with bullshit. Like there's a lot of stuff in this world that I am thankful for, and one of them is is just not having to deal with a, a boss. Yeah. Like for me, and 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 granted, I don't want the statement to get blown out of proportion because they the world needs workers. Like absolutely, that's, that's like people need to understand. Not everybody can be an entrepreneur. It takes a certain amount of something, and I've I, I haven't helped as many as you. That's for damn sure, but. I've definitely helped my fair share of people get to that next stage. And and the number one thing that I always hear back is that, holy shit, I didn't know it was going to be this hard. I didn't know it was going to like, yeah, nine to five is a safety net. That's a cushion. If you want to take that blue pill, great. You want to break free, switch it up, but understand that there's consequences. There's no boss when shit goes wrong that you can go complain to. You are the boss, you're the worker, you're the shipping guy, you're HR, you're fucking, you're maintenance, you're everybody. You're all in one, and you're the only person dealing with it. So if you can't handle that certain level of stress, it might not be for you. Hmm. But for the people that can, and you think that you really believe that you deserve more and you deserve better in the world, take the shot. Yeah. Take your shot, man. And, and people are pessimistic because go to school, get good grades. Go to college, get good grades. If you can't, mm-hmm. if you can't afford college, take out a student loan graduate go get a job and you're going to work 40 hours a week for 40 years of your life mm-hmm. and someone else is going to tell you, you want to go to the bathroom when you can take your own family on vacation mm. now i tell people if you have a job in 2023 you know there's some gratitude associated with that because ai is knocking people out left and right mm-hmm. however if you want to have freedom at some point in your life before age 72 you got to have a side hustle. You got to learn new skills. Yep. You got to get the mind right. You got to get off your ass and you got to get to work. I love that. How can people stop comparing themselves to others? Because I feel like that's a natural instinct. I used to struggle with this. I'm not sure if you did, but I feel like a lot of people. Should I still do? I still Fuck. do. I still do, man. <laughs> I'll come out and say that. Yeah. I <laughs> that's mean, tough. Uh, you know, when I got into, you know, 21 years old, getting started in, you know, sales, leadership, marketing, I'm, I'm comparing myself to people that are making 40, 80, 100 grand a month. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, there was a guy in a coffee company making a million dollars a month, mm. Mm. and I remember the moment I stopped just comparing because w- w- you know when I compare myself to somebody, I'm going to take their strengths versus my weaknesses. It's not even fair. Mm-hmm. So I remember sitting in this room. I'm never shaking this this man's hand, but he I spoke on a panel at this event. He got up on stage and did the big keynote, and he talked about making a million dollars a month. And everybody around me, around my same age, they're like, you know. He's special. He's the only one doing it. It ain't going to happen for me or you. And I'm sitting there, and for the first time, instead of just comparing my weaknesses to his strengths, I said, you know what? If he can do it, I can do it too. So in that moment, I stopped comparing, and I started to learn. Mm. I wrote down every word this guy said, and I said, you know what? Million dollars a month is the target. Million a month, million a month, million a month, million a month, million a month. And the company I was in at the time, a million a month didn't even exist in the compensation plan. But again, when you set out to go do something, you don't have to know how it's going to happen. You just have to know what's going to happen. So I watched this guy talk in 2014, 
and I hit a million a month. I don't know. I think it might have been 2020. Wow. So I wrote it down and, and I saw it. And at that moment I said, I, me and him, we are the same. Right. Mm -hmm. We, we, cause we all are the same. We are again, spiritual beings living in a physical body. And at the end of the, the day, 24 hours, we're bro. all, we're all made in the, in, in the image of God. Mm. You know, someone may call God a different name, but at the end of the day, man, we're all coming from the same source. I think that that doesn't mean it's true, but my perspective is we're all coming from the same creator at the end of the day. Wow. And if you can do it, I can do it. Anybody watching this show, you can do, you see someone go do something. You can do the exact same thing. It's awesome. Did your life change when you became a millionaire? I mean, shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, I think, I think so. Um, last, last, last time I checked, the uh, the car got a little comfier. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it went, I had a three series BMW, and then it was a six series BMW. So it was a BMW. All it right. was. It was. All right. Car, I did remember. We had a car program. No, I just. Yeah, bro, this is how long I've fucking I know, known you. Almost crazy. a decade. No, it's, it's it is. not, it's crazy. bro. It's. The circle of life, my friend. Right. It's universe and energy, and I always believe that good people always find their way back yep. to each other. I, mm. I agree, hundred percent. But keep going about the cars. Yeah, and then it was <laughs> uh, it was uh, a wraith. So my buddy Roman out in San Diego, he's um, he's Floyd's car guy, mm -hmm. and he's like, "Hey, I know you were talking about a Rolls Royce. You know, Mayweather's got like you know seventeen of them or whatever. He hasn't even he's driven this one like twice. He wants to get rid of it at a discounted thing. If you can send me the wire." By like Monday, I think I was leaving Nobu in mm. Miami. And I remember texting my, my money guy and I, I sent the wire and we we picked up a Wraith and that was cool. And now I have a truck because the Rolls Royce truck because, you know, a kid's gonna be on the way. Probably next two, two, three Congrats. years, two, three years or so. No, oh, okay. not this second, but <laughs> it's on in the, the planning. Way. It's, 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 in in, the planning. It's, it's processing, right? We're child proofing the house just in case. <laughs> yeah. So um my life definitely changed, man. I was able to do nice things for my family. You know, I, I owe a lot of my success to my mom and dad. And mm. I believe like every next generation should push the family forward. Mm -hmm. So my parents did exceptionally well for who they were. You know, my, my mom's parents came from Armenia, the genocide. My grandparents come here with, you know, $2 and they're sewing buttons for a dollar a button in New York city. They put five kids through college. My dad's side, my dad's parents' parents were Holocaust survivors. Mm. So I come from like, and I, 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 I tap into this sometimes when people say, Alex, how do you still stay motivated and inspired and, you know, going on a 10 country tour all through Europe and busted your ass till two in the morning? Like you're good. You don't have to work anymore. I tap into how I'm even here today. Mm -hmm. And this is a little bit deeper, but I feel like in today's world, it's so surface. People should get deep. And I tap into like my great great grandparents, or you know, almost got murdered in Europe, mm. you know, from you know Hitler and the Nazis. And my other side, uh, they were watching some of their kids get you know bayoneted, watching babies get bayoneted, you know, through their brains, wow. and escaping murder and all that. And then two generations later, I'm I'm sitting here. It's like, dude, I I owe it to the past to make something of myself. Wow. And it take care of family, right? So I, I, I held that up. I still hold on to that today, but you know, becoming a millionaire, yeah, man, life life definitely got it got better. Um, but when you make a million, you quickly realize it's not as much money as you once thought. Mm -hmm. With taxes, That's for damn sure. with mom and dad, with different things, with car, it's like traveling. You know, it's once like, you take wow. care of the shit that you always wanted to take care of, you look down, you're like, oh, 20 grand. How did I? Right. How did I what, what happened? Right. 
That's what, my first million went like this. Yep. My God, fuck me, man. I didn't even. <laughs> I I didn't know it was it was a uh, it was a one point four million dollar bonus check. Wow. And I I looked at it and I was like, this isn't real life. The first thing I did, I called my jeweler. I said, I want to buy this watch that I never thought I could obtain. And uh, it was a, a fucking Paul Newman Daytona. And he didn't have it. He sold it to some super, super much richer guy than me and much more than I was going to pay for it. Uh, but he gave me my my day just uh, and wisely was like, hey, you have all this cash here. You should give me some of it and I'll give you gold. Okay. And this was two years ago, maybe. Like gold was like maybe twelve hundred, uh -huh. something like that. And I was like, I mean, I don't own any gold, but all right, cool. I'm like walking out of his office with like a fucking kilo bar. Like, what, what do I do with this now? And he's <laughs> like, go put it in a bank. Yep. Like, go stash that shit. And luckily, that was that was the only way that out of all the money that I spent on, you know, I, I helped my parents build a house and do all this other shit. The only money that's left is that watch and wow. that bar. Wow. And that's it. Gold's a big thing. We've gold? got some gold, too. I'm hoarding I got gold, gold, too. gold and silver. silver. Yeah. Yep. If you guys are really smart, stop buying up platinum. Why? Okay. Platinum is so over. Um, uh, it, it's, it's an oversight. Nobody really looks at platinum, even though it's much more valuable than gold. And it's also used for great semiconductors. But platinum bars are the best way to retain value in a small compact like a bar of gold a kilo of gold i think is sixty five thousand. a kilo of, of platinum is like 200k wow, wow. something like that I, I, i'm could be wrong on those stats but yeah. around that kind of jump it's a lot mm -hmm. so when i look at platinum swiss bars anything like that or even if you're smart you start hitting up do the gary v method start hitting up um like auctions where people are foreclosing on their homes some people just have collector coins some of these collector coins, like graded, can go upwards of 50, 60, 70, 80, 100,000 dollars. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. I've been getting into weird, nerdy shit lately. Yeah. But precious metals is big. That's Robert it. Robert yeah. Kiyosaki talks a lot about precious metals mixed with nostalgia, like American nostalgia. That is especially with the dollar crashing now. It's it's getting a little nerve wracking. Well, a lot of people are going back into collecting old American coins, like old pennies made of copper. Yeah. Like old, you know, dimes made of real silver. Yeah. Silver quarters, half dollars, shit like that, yeah. bro. That I think once and and listen, all speculation. Don't listen to the Jew. I don't know anything. <laughs> uh, I think eventually we will just hyperinflate the dollar to the point where it becomes nothing. Um, I think that we'll have a whole rebirth of a wealth class and the people that are stashing up um, precious metals. The big one I think is really going to be farmland. I think it's going to be livestock. I think there's going to be a whole commodity shift to where, oh, you got chickens? Bet, son. Mm. Trade me some eggs for some meat, and I'll give you some gold. Man, if Something we get like to that, that point, it's going to be scary. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> but I just think I, I, either I, yeah, that or digitize. Yeah. It's one one of two ways. But you'll, you'll, you even see that happening now in the South, like where my parents live. There are a lot of people that are already bartering and, and doing trade for services for product and goods. Mm. Like our, one of our handyman comes over, does the does the lawn, uh, takes care of uh, a bunch of the chicken feed and the, like stuff with the goats, a bunch of shit. And in exchange, like my dad will work on his truck for him because we have a car lot. We, like, he has a mechanic and everything. So instead of him paying fucking thirteen hundred dollars to get, it's like All right, I'll just do this shit for a couple months. Yeah, Alex, it's been a pleasure, man. Any closing comments and where people can find out more about you? 
Um, yeah, I guess, you know, only thing in closing, I would tell people if they're watching this, you know, whatever your dreams are, whatever your goals are, just know that you, you really can obtain them. And a lot of times on your road to success, on your journey, on your process, you know, you're going to encounter a lot of naysayers, a lot of haters, a lot of people that try to knock you off course. And I think in 2023, it's super important to be focused, um, do personal development. You know, I think I think this gets overlooked a lot. People think, oh, well, I'm just going to scroll on Instagram all day and I'm going to grow myself. But the, the truth is, if I didn't read Think and Grow Rich, if I didn't read You Squared, if I didn't spend the money to go to Tony Robbins events and walk on fire, if I didn't spend the money to build relationships with people like Grant um, and the late and great Bob Proctor, you know, that's, that's where you really gain the strategy and the blueprint to go out there and win. So I think after watching this show, man, make an action plan. Mm. You know, write down, get clear on, hey, what do I really, really want? Not what Ari wants, not what Sean wants, not what Alex drives today. What do I really want? Know what you want, get clear on it, figure out, hey, who am I going to listen to? Who am I going to really tap into? Because right now, man, there's a lot of these gurus, fake gurus, good gurus, all these different people saying they're all multi, multi kajillionaires, right? Mm. Look at people with real, tangible, results make that plan and then and then get busy and mm. do not underestimate what you can accomplish between now and the end of the year mm. and people got to stop waiting people say someday i'm going to start that business someday i'm going to go out there and retire my mom someday i'm going to get in better shape and better health make today that day someday's not a day <laughs> in the week you know <laughs> take action now and go out there and make it happen love it, alex we can't thank you enough brother yeah. always a pleasure Appreciate Sean, it. tell them where to... F oh, well, I'll go. Ari Gold, ETH, Sean. Sean Mike Kelly, Digital Social Hour. I'll see you guys next week. Peace.